Hello, hello. We've returned. We are back. From our summer hiatus. I know. We were on sabbatical. Well, we were, uh, is that what it is? What do they say in show business? Hiatus. Yeah, it was like yeah. we were on a hiatus. We were doing other projects. That's true. We were on the road. Time for opening theme song. Yep. And oh, here's how yeah. much I love you people. I have a giant thing of coffee here. I'm yeah. probably not even going to drink this Coke, but I thought it's our first show back. I can't. Well, and people really, them. yeah, they, people really demand. I that. I know. You're also really tangled. I know, in but I can't. You know, by the time I untangled them, you'd miss your flight to Phoenix. So wow. I knew. So time was uh, of the essence. today is uh, July third. It is mm-hmm. Saturday, and uh, I have to be in the airport in about 45 minutes to catch my flight to Phoenix, but we really wanted to get a podcast out to you Totally. People. So I think we just need to prioritize something that we can do in this amount of time and then catch up later. Well, fart jokes. Fart jokes, but I don't know. Sure. Do you want to, how much of P-Town do you want to go into? Uh-huh. Like, maybe this will be like a part one of sure. a part two. I love that. A cliffhanger. Thing. Yeah, I can probably get all of my San Francisco in, and you can get Go some for of your it. Go for Start with San Francisco. It's so exciting, and I love your postcards. Every time I see them, I love them. Thank you. I think they look good. Sometimes, we did you the know, they diminish. Paper. The more that you look at something, you start yeah. to get... Like, I kind of liked my postcards less and less for P-Town. Um, but, but I was jealous of I your like glossiness. Yeah. Yeah. My producer likes the recycledness of these, yeah, I but do. I, wanted, I wonder what they would look glossy. I don't think they dark. would look as good Oh, glossy. really? Thank no, you. I think they look steamy. Because of that, the mat. So I think the mat really helps it. Thank you. People should go to your Facebook page to see what we're talking yes, about. Yes, it's the the posted, one right? page. Yes, I do. It's the one sheet or the postcard for rub down. Rub and there's down. actually a rub down the short film page that you can like, and you can see okay. the trailer there because I know. So it a used lot of to be a be a fan of, but now it's just like I know, and I I don't know how I feel about that, but I'm not sure. I don't care. Anyways. Um, so, all right, go for it. San Francisco. Well, San Francisco, we drove up there on a Friday. Mm-hmm. I rode with Doug and John, my producers. Yes. And we were going to do our screening the next day at 11 in the morning. So, um, drive goes really fast. It's fun. I love traveling with those guys. And um, we, we're walking down the Castro the night before the screening, and I walk by this bookstore, and there's an author reading mm-hmm. that night – by this guy named Dr. Alan Downs, who wrote that book, The Velvet Rage, that I'm always talking about. Oh, yes. About. So I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's tonight. Yeah. I can go to this. So <laughs> I was supposed to meet Jai Ho that night. Sure. And um, so I, I uh, long story short, I wrangled everybody into going to this author reading with me. Sure. And um, Did Jai Ho go to The Velvet Jai, Rage? He did, with his friend Dexter, who uh-huh. you would fancy. Interesting. He's very sweet. It, Which means he's a ching chong, is what you're trying to say. Yes. Yeah. But he's um but he's lovely in spite of that. No, yeah. that came out wrong. And just for the record, <laughs> I I spoke to Alec Mappa and he said I can say ching chong. Right? He's co But Why do you draw me. the line on Rice Queen? Why did that was why well, was that the one Rice thing that Queen, pushed it over the edge? Rice Queen I is a pejorative. I feel like it's to a you or to Asian people. To I... me, which is what I don't like about it. Because <laughs> I asked Aaron and Chill. to other people that I'm totally okay with. We were having Chinese food last night with Aaron and Chill, and I said, is Rice Queen a negative on its face? And they're like, no, it's just a term. Like, it's not, it's a little irreverent, but it's not, it's not on its face hurtful. So, but huh. you, but you didn't like it. It's, oh, it's never used as a positive. Never in the history of the to world. Asian people or to people that like Asians at all. It's just never right. been used as a positive, right? Even other people that like Asian guys 
probably were like, ugh, look at him. He's such a rice queen. It's ne- it's a pejorative. And right. to say that it's not is completely incorrect and missing the mark. It's never been used as a good thing. Right. But I guess what my thing is, there's a lot of other things that you like that are in the pejorative family that yeah, you would put not... on a t-shirt. Oh, for sure. Retar- you're lo- you like retard. I like retard, tar- but... I don't necessarily think of those as, yeah, they're pejoratives, but they're not pejoratives against people with an afflict, an actual medical affliction. It's only people that are, you know, able-bodied people, able mental people who, who act stupid, do dumb stuff. Okay. That's when I like to use retarded. Okay. But I use retarded more when something is so great. Oh my god, that movie that was the fucking that was the best movie. It was fucking retarded. It was just awesome. Right. I use it more as a positive. Okay. Because I feel like retarded people with actual mental issues, right. they're just so joyful and happy. And that's what <laughs> like like I went and saw In the Heights the other night, that yeah. musical, and it is it's fucking retarded, Dennis. Cause I was like, Duh! the whole time, like I'm drooling. I'm so glad you're impressible now. Oh, I was Provincetown so, made so you impressive. I was so impressed by it that I became retarded, which is a good thing. You're impressible now. Well, I you was are. I was I impressed Wednesday are. night. You were impressed. But anyway, back to San Francisco. Anyway, Jai Ho, you go to see so the Velvet Rage with yeah, Jai yeah, Ho yeah. And, and Dexter, who's a change. And uh, Doug and John and the guy we're staying with, Don, who's lovely. And um, anyway, the author is like 48. And kind of yummy. I had no idea. Yeah. And uh, so he was sitting like for me to hit this because it was kind of crowded and he was kind of on a stool. So I kind of had his crotch in my face. So the whole people time. that are listening, that's about three feet away. Yeah. I was right in the front row and um, he read from his, he read something from Velvet Rage and he read from his new writing and um, then Q&A. And of course my hand keeps going Straight up. Straight up. Every other time because uh-huh. I had a lot of questions. And yeah. A lot of my and friends and I have been talking intellectual about Intellectual questions. Book. Good yes. questions. And um, and then afterwards, it turns out he was living in New Mexico. Now he lives in Studio City, a little town called Studio City. Interesting. I've heard of that. As yes. a matter of fact, I drive through it every fucking day. <laughs> and uh, and um, so we chatted a bit afterwards. Long story short, I think coffee on Tuesday night. Coming with up. This, yeah, with this author. Wow. Anyway, I just like – I want to pick his brain. I think he's fascinating and – I but like you want to see his velvet, that. also. Possibly. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah. He's, I love that. I know, right? He lives right here. So, so and the screening and was a success. Else. You loved the whole program that it was well, a part of? Yeah. So we go to the Castro Theater, and the Castro is very exciting because there's lines. The, the, all the people are lined up on the sidewalk, so it feels like, oh, my gosh. And um, there were 1,400 people there. And um, That's so they awesome. let two of our party into the filmmaker's roped-off section, and then... And we got we went on stage, and Jamie, the actor, flew up the night before just for that day, and then flew right out. Nice. And um, so he and I went on stage with a few of the other filmmakers, and um, the crowd is really great there. And I said, you know, this is the third year in a row that I've had a project in this festival, in this program. And they kind of were, like, so excited yeah. about that and made me feel good. And I said, and it's kind of the best audience. Don't tell L.A. that. It's kind of why I do this. And then... Jamie said a few words, and it was just like, wow, this is very exciting. And then the lights went down, and the movie started playing, and they were all so good. Great. Like, really good. And um, I, to be honest, I was, a, when our, when mine played like fifth or sixth out of seven, it was near the end. I was expecting a rowdier audience, because they were rowdy in the past, 
In and, past years. Yes. Uh-huh. And they weren't that rowdy, and okay. they applauded, but it wasn't like, woo, you know. So I kind of felt like, mm, I don't I, I don't know how this film plays. I think people like it fine. I think it's entertaining. Uh-huh. I don't know if people love it or if people would say, oh, it's not as good as the last one or it's not as good as Screening Party or whatever. But um, I was just like, okay, don't even worry about that. You are, you are in this great program. Just well, this take is, it in. I haven't seen it, but it's less an overt comedy and mm-hmm. has more sexual tension and stuff to it, right? Yeah, a bit like, yeah, so it's, it's kind not of that a, sexy. It's kind of a different genre it's, t- it's, a, it's more stylized. It's yeah. less jokey, less funny right. lines. It's more of a funny situation. Um, we got reviewed in Frontiers this week, and they, they said it was sort of a one-joke thing, which it is. It's a short film. But they thought it was entertaining and yeah. not as much acerbic wit as past efforts. So... I'm in that place where I'm kind of saying, oh, this is what the world thinks of this thing. And I, it's not a dud by any means. No, and but that's good that you have different kinds of – that's great. You I wanted to do something writing. Yeah, yeah. different, a different and style visually and... and all that stuff. And so that was the screening. And then afterwards, we got to go to lunch at this great restaurant with the whole group. Yes. And then Jamie had to fly out, so um, – we kind of walked around a little, and then we just went and sat in a park. When you lived there, there was a park with, like, the shelves sure. near the Castro. Does that sound right? I guess. And we just kind of sat there and talked, and that was really nice. That was one of my favorite parts of it, because I always liked Jamie, and, yeah. I, you know, I had that right. month or two where I was like, oh, Jamie. And so it was cool to kind of share that adventure, and it was beautiful outside. And That's excellent. And then, yeah. so when, and then you came home. And... and then the next day we came home, we went to the Disney Museum, the yes. family museum, which is really interesting. Okay. And um, that's, I think we should get to P-Town. And then if I remember other San Francisco nuggets. Well, and then you had to be at work I had to Monday be at work morning Monday after morning getting back on Sunday. At the dish. Where you were playing the part of? Tony Tripoli. Which Billy is no so shoes. awesome. We should do a whole thing on that next time. But it's literally, yeah. Because I mean, I, I that, loved it. It was great, right? And loved they're it. the cool. I mean, they really are as wonderful of, as I've always said. Yeah, I love those people. It's really like a, just a great place to work, and yeah. it's fun and super creative, and mm-hmm. anything is an option. You know what I mean? And then, of course, then we're never we're not going to do it, but we can talk about doing anything as right. possible. And it's yeah, I love it. Yeah. It's it was great to uh, do that and see where you work and who you work with and what it's like and mm-hmm. how it works and uh, yesterday there was a wedding special and you did such a great job by the way thank you just I yes, felt like just for I the did record a good job. everybody just loves you which is not at all surprising and um, I felt like so a lot of my content. wackier ideas kind of made it through yeah like that it was really you idea. should feel you should feel really terrific about it it was yeah. invigorating and I and you did it. you were just a shot in the arm oh good which is great. Um, well, I love the challenge of like. And now I'm back, so pipe down. I know, no, right? I'm kidding. Um, but it was great, and it couldn't come at a better time for me where I'm at, like financially. And I stuff know like that's that. great. Big money, no whammy. The weirdest thing about that, though, is the literal, the physical space. It's like you go into. It's like going into fork. It's knots. like a shameful maze. It's weird. It's you nice. Really do, it's not, it's no, clean. It's you, like you a feel nice a sort building. Of sadness. But there's a weird. Yeah. That's the only weird thing about it. I mean, like Big A Sketch Show wasn't nearly as nice as a building. The, the facilities weren't nearly as nice. We painted, me and one of the other writers painted right away, but we had a window and it was a little different. At the dish, it felt like you were going into Fort Knox. Yeah, you, you feel like you're back. underground. It's and kind of like a bunker. Like you might die in an earthquake. <laughs> yeah, it's really. That's the only There's something thing about gloomy. It. There is, but um, 
Now, I want to get to the P-Town. Yeah, so I went to P-Town, and it was P-Town for me, uh, literally, as in P-E-E, town, because I didn't have a bowel movement for the first six days. Wow. So... Did you have, like, a little calendar up and... Uh, no, but I, you, it was as my waistline was, you know, and of course here I was starving myself down to be, you know, slender tastic as I was walking the beach in, in this alleged speedo that I was, you know, maybe that and you, theoretically and he, was going to walk the beach in. P.S. people, he didn't take one fucking picture. I want to see picture. the um, splendors. But, but um, then... Uh, and then, so then I just start swelling up with six days worth of food. But I really wasn't eating too terribly. You just go to pizza every night after the show, whatever. So the shows were great. Um, my audiences were fantastic. It was much more conservative there than LA audiences. A lot of things they'd be like, oh, and like kind of groan at. Right. Not the negative booing groan, but like, oh, oh, no, you didn't. Um, whereas here, people just openly are like, ah, you made a joke about Mexicans. Hilarious. Like, I. I feel like tonally LA audiences get you and what you're about much quicker. Yeah. And go, "Oh, you're going to say a lot of inappropriate racial stuff, but there's no anger behind it. There's no venom. You're just being you're just using words that most people don't use in public and that's kind of a little shocking and right. that's kind of your deal." You know like they get that in the first 30 right. seconds and they are in for the ride. Whereas right. there People act like, Who's oh, this you're guy not supposed to say and, that. Yeah. You're not supposed to say that kind of – it's like I'm a comic. I'm right. holding a mic. I'm supposed to say the things that nobody right. would say otherwise. That's the gig. And so there was a little you know, disingenuous, oh, you said AIDS, and we have to now not laugh at this story. And you know, So there was some – the audiences there aren't just aren't as good is the bottom line. And also playing for like an almost all gay audience isn't as fun because you want there to be a variety of different types of people right. in your audience and straight people shock much easier. Right. Well, like and you were telling that one story about when the, that chunk that you do. When the straight people get shocked, then the gay people laugh right along with them and love it. Because they see it through their eyes. Yes. And so like when I tell the sit on this dick story. Sit on this dick. Yeah. That's that kills out here, right? And all my audience. straight people, that's their favorite story in the show, right? P -town, that's the T-shirt. That should be your T-shirt yeah. at the and booth. and in P-town, people sat there and smiled and nodded through it, but didn't really laugh with any kind of volume. Yet on the nights where I had a lot more straight people, then it would be this riotous story. Did you ever take it out? No. You'd but the in. straight people love it, good. and the straight people are key to the gay people Going there. getting what is so funny about it. Yeah. Otherwise, gay people are like, yep, happened that happened. That happened about 45 minutes ago. Totally, right? <laughs> yeah. And so it's not that... <laughs> At the it, dick doc. Right. That just happened. And so I did a lot of local humor, yeah. a lot of very current local... A lot of jokes about the dunes and the dick doc. Yes, I... I, you know, opened by saying I got off that ferry Saturday with my two suitcases in my hand and I looked like every white woman in a 1950s musical. And I would go back yeah. and forth with my eyes wide open and do like a little spin center stage. And I have confidence in P-Town. Yes, it was totally that. Like I, I was. I was that girl. It's so cute and quaint. Pull the and thing off. Are we recording? It's still recording. Good. And I, I literally uh, pulled the thing off You the get table. off the... the the ferry, and the first thing you see are all these stands that are selling homemade fudge 
and homemade saltwater taffy and then a bunch of guys with no shirt off. So everywhere you look, it's something you want to put in your mouth. Right. And so these were like my little, my P-Town openings. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I talked about fisting my niece. So then it was right back into the show. But, right. And that was fine. No one was shocked by that. Right. But I make this dumb comment in the show about my niece being so cute and she's just gorgeous. And I'm not just saying that she's beautiful because I'm her uncle. Like everyone says she's beautiful. Like when she gets older and goes to college and somebody rapes her, I'm totally going to understand why. She's adorable. Now, after the first show, these two lesbians complained that that's violence against women and that is never to be joked about, especially with a five-year-old. Did they come to you or did no, they come No, they to went the to my lesbian producer who P.S. Yeah. let them in for half price. So they got in for half price but complained full price, <laughs> uh, which I feel like is important to the, to the lesbian aesthetic. Part of the course. Yeah, and so my lesbian producer asked me to take out the AIDS stuff and the rape stuff, and I said, fine, no problem. I'm Go easy on the rape. And Light so, rape. but I just think it's so funny that like, it just had, because it has the word rape in it. Like that's the most ridiculous me being yeah. stupid. Right. It's not at all about, I really hope someone rapes my five-year-old niece now while she's five and really tight. Yeah. Like that's so, although that is a good joke. I should probably, that's really, I should put that yeah. in for LA. Cause Here, you want to post it? Um, and so it was really great. I got into, I was almost made to cry by a drag queen. A drag queen who I've seen perform. Who is a legend. And I don't want to say who it is because she's really great, but let's call her Miss Congeniality 1991. Okay. Do you think that's 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 a that's thinly enough. veiled? Yeah, no one could sure. ever possibly guess who it is. Um, and she uh, was supposed to start Wednesday night and got stuck in a storm in the Midwest and her flights were canceled and didn't arrive until Thursday. So her Wednesday night show was canceled. And then Thursday we were out there uh, her show was 10, mine's at 10.30. So we were out there at the same time before our shows, and she screamed at me that I wasn't allowed to be out there flyering, and that she has a contract, that she has the whole theater to herself for the hour before her show. And It was a turf war. and But it was very, like, a, a contract. Do you know what that is, a contract? When you're in professional show business and right. you have a manager, you get a contract and you negotiate things. And if you don't understand what that is, then leave your phone number at the, at the will call booth and I'll call you tomorrow and we can talky-talk. We'll talk, I'll explain to you how showbiz works. And, like, right. she was saying that I was low man on the totem pole and that she was at the top and I needed to be more respectful and that... It was like, how, um, how dare I come in and when no one knows who I am and I was the opening act and I was acting like I was the closer and I was the opener and she was going on last. And that's when I said, well, and what's actually, she wearing right now? Full drag? Her dress. Yeah. And I said, actually, my show's at 10 and or your, my, your show's at 10 and mine's at 1030. In so. different theaters. Yeah. So you're not just, opening for I know, anybody. It was really stupid and insulting, but I just sort of took it and didn't argue. And then the next day he came to me. Uh, and said, I need to apologize. And I was like, oh, good. Out and he of goes, drag. Yeah. And he goes, I'm really, really sorry that you don't understand how things work. And then he continued to just make it worse under the guise of this apology. But the apology yeah. was that I was so, I'm so sorry. You're so stupid was basically what he, you're new. And it was, but it was really not at all like you're new and you don't know. It's like you're new and you need to get your head out of your ass. This is how it works here. And, and then, of course, I had spoken to my lesbian producer who was like, what he's telling you is not the truth. And he tells this to every new performer every year, and usually it scares them off, and, but just stand your ground. You have every right to be out there an hour before your show. That's how the town works, and do it. And uh, so it, it was a, uncomfortable, And but then the next day, uh, he came to me again and really apologized and was quite 
sad and really was like, I this none of this was about you. My flight got delayed and I lost a show, you know, a whole night of work because of it. And it cost me more money to get here and ticket sales haven't been very good. And I'm just stressed out and, and you know, I mean, so it, it. it was totally not about me and he was, could not have been lovelier. And then came to my show, stayed after it was incredibly complimentary. And I'm such a fan of his show. And so I, so you've it, seen, did you see it out there or did you see it? I saw it when we did an Atlantis gig a few years yeah. ago. I mean, this is okay. a different show he's doing now, of course, but right. I just think he's a brilliant, brilliant, talented performer. Right. And, and a, genuinely when we did the Atlantis thing, he was like yeah. the nicest man so ever. He had and I already loved knew you him. when he, he went. had forgotten that because it was, you know, three years ago. Right. But, um, so anyway, that was the, the, basically everyone in P town was incredibly nice except for, a couple of the other performers were a little frosty, but not outright unpleasant. I mean, there was right. that one nasty exchange, but then that was totally made better. Um, was there anyone that you that knew you from the Comedy Couch or from a T-List? A couple or of from comedy, a lot of Kathy Griffin recognition. Nice. Um, and uh, lo- people love the dish there, so that's, that's really fantastic. nice. They should. Uh, I also just got an email from someone who says that there's a rumor that someone might be leaving town, leaving P-Town or not finishing their, the rest of their like three more months there. Right. And there might be an opening. So I emailed my producer and was like, Hey, if anybody cancels and you know, you're stuck with some empty dates, I could come back. Would you want to? Yeah, I would love to go back. Cause you really need to be there. Not just for one week. Right. By the time you get to where people have any idea what your show is, what you do. Right. Oh, you're a comic. Okay. Then you're leaving town. Right. So it would be really great to go back and be able to take some advantage of, you know, be there for a few weeks and really right. build some momentum when it's busier. So I don't know if I'll go. I would love to go back. It was really, really nice. They act very much, the producers and stuff really act like Provincetown is like the gay Broadway. And the truth is it's the gay Branson. Right. It's so, every theater is like, I mean, I was in a really nice theater but still they're very rickety rack hotel ballroom or somebody's attic or you feel like you're, you know, I mean, it's like Casita del Campo here. Right. But that at least. That knows what it is. They, yes, they play to their charm yeah. of their ridiculousness. Yeah. They don't act highfalutin. Yeah. And there was an element, I mean, you know, the shows are all 20 25 $30. There. You know, they're not cheap. Yeah. Um, and, but. What did you charge? 20 but it wasn't up to me. Yeah. You know, my tickets were $20, which I never charge here. But, yeah. um, and you're going to do your show again here. I am going to do it here. I think at Casita del Campo, I'm emailing them. So th- I think that'll be like September, October ish. Fantastic. Well, so, if yeah, you so go back to P Town, I'll go back to the dish for a week if they want. Exactly. To. So, um, so yeah. Now, did you go to the dunes and ride bikes, or did you just go to the beach and hang out? I went to the beach every day and flyered and did. Where do you keep your flyers when you're on Did the walk around in a Speedo. Where do you keep your flyers when you're rocking the Speedo? In, like, a duffel bag over okay. my shoulder. Nice. Um, Did you have to switch it so the tans wouldn't Yes, okay. of course. Um, but you have yeah. a nice golden tan. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty tan right now. And it was, you know, very pretty, you know, very nice. And the people there, are like, they see you coming, and it's not like you're bothering people on the beach. Right. They take their headsets off, they sit up, and they wait for you to, oh, you're coming to tell me about your show. Like, that's the drill. Wow. Although I never saw any other performers flying the beach. Right. Um, but again, Fourth of July weekend is really when everything kicks in. So 
they were saying how empty it was. Did you ever just lay hang out on the beach? Were you always? Um, I would walk and then maybe lay down for like a half an hour yeah. to allow time for some new people to come. Right. And then do another lap. Nice. So and then I went Did to the to gym ex- every day and took classes. I took these step classes from this deaf guy oh, on shit. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and it was like me and like four housewives and. Um, I used to, I was talking he was about a d- step yesterday. deaf guy named George and very nice and he can clearly feel the vibration so he can keep the so beat no beat. problem okay. but he would yell verbal cues at you and so you'd be doing like the routine and then you didn't know whether we were going to start at the top or we were just going to tack on that new part again or something or whatever and he would go yeah and everyone, our eyes would all dart around in the mirror in the reflection. Like nobody wanted to look puzzled. Yeah, was that Mambo? And right, was and so we're the... all looking, and then no one would follow him with the new part. And he would go, "Come on, you guys, pay attention!" Right. And it was hilarious because it was like, it's not that we're not paying attention exactly, but yeah, I'm sorry, my mind wandered. I'll take it. And so we you, would you, all. You hope that there's that one person that's been going there for ten years that that would know. Knows. Yes. Yeah. And like, but there wasn't. And so like, but there was this unspoken thing where we would all go, sorry, my bad, my bad. And we would all take turns owning it. Like we fucked up the whole room and he was, that made him feel better. And so it was this charade we were all playing. Um, but it was really, really nice. And, um, at one point he grabbed my wiener, uh, while we were doing abs, um, he was going, she, she, and putting his two fingers, like a V shape, his fingertips down into my like ab yeah. muscles and then going low. And he was like, she lower, she lower. And then he would go lower, lower. And he just started straddling my wiener with his two fingers. And he kind of, he didn't fondle it, but he kind of like, he knew he was touching my wiener with his two fingers and whatever. And I was like, Hmm. And so. I, on Tuesday and Thursday was a boot camp that this lady taught. Right. And on Thursday, she was like, how come you're not coming to my Monday, Wednesday boot camp, which is eight in the morning? And I go, oh, because I'm taking George's class the evening, you know, class. Um, and he grabbed my wiener and she goes, oh, is he going lower, lower, she, she. And then he gra- and then he poked you in the dick. And I was like, exactly. And he, she goes, yeah, he does that to everybody. And I was What's like, she, he was trying to say squeeze. Oh, okay. She explained that. She goes, by the way, when he goes she, she, he means squeeze. And I was like, thank you. Right. So I was. You should get a little card on the way in. I was really hurt because I felt special. Yeah, but. And then she took that away from me. So P-Town was just as disappointing as Los Angeles, I guess. Did you see any of the P-Town celebs? Your Barney Franks, your John Waterses? I saw John Waters was buying a bike, but I actually got to talk to Andrew Sullivan. (sighs) And his husband. And I love them both so much. And they were nice and witty and fun. And he was like. I think he's still kind of hot. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, I'm, it's frustrating because it's so much more conservative here. And I thought it would be anything goes. And he was like, what do you mean? You can joke about anything here. And I go, not AIDS. And he goes, what? And then he like rattled off like 10 AIDS about his personal. Yeah. He's like, my, I only have like six T cells and my AIDS. And he was like doing AIDS jokes for me. And I was like. Yeah. And I was like, well, yeah, you have a better sense of humor then. Like, you're okay to joke about it. But last night, because this was right after my first show. Right. I was like, they asked me to take the AIDS stuff out. And he was like, don't do it. And I was like, will you come to my show? And he was like, I'll try. And he never came. And that was disappointing. But. I love that you met Andrew Sullivan. That's yeah. cool. Was now, good. did you go to the pizza place that everyone goes to? Spiritus. Yes. You go pretty much every night because everything closed by midnight. Right. And people stand out in the street. Yeah. And, and hang out. And they're, you know, super drunk. But. 
that was really you know it Did was you nice. Go to T-dance? Uh, I would go every day to T-Dance to Flyer, like, as it was leaving. I never went to the Dick Dock. I actually don't really know where it is. Dick Dock, make it come. But at the the dunes, there are people in the lower, in the valley parts of the dunes. Right. I guess people hide down in there and like to have sexual activities. Right. And I saw this old man who was bright red and clearly having some kind of a stroke or something. Like, he was, like, kind of... His head was sort of bouncing up over the dune as I was walking down the beach, and he had this face like like something was like he was having a heart attack or something. So you thought, oh fuck! And I, I got really him. scared, and I ran up to the top of the dune, and I was like, "Sir, are you okay?" And as I got to the top, I could see that his whole body was that color, and it was just because he comes to the beach and is super, super, super sunburned. Right. He comes every day, and he was naked and masturbating, and he goes, "I'm great," and I guess he was pretty close to coming, and that's why he was making that face. And so that was embarrassing. Where did he have anything? Did he have any clothes nearby? Zero. He had a towel and some things. Yeah, so because he didn't want I guess people nude. would go ranger, and that meant the rangers were coming, and yeah. everyone had to put their clothes. Like there weren't a lot of nude people, and it certainly wasn't the right people. But um, there, you know, I saw a lot of. I saw a giant wiener with a just a bunch of metal things stuck through it every which way. It was like a big shiny jenga that was dangling, and it, it, literally this guy. Was just walking around and it sounded like like someone wearing spurs on the beach. Like, right. is, is there a janitor coming with one of those giant keychains? <laughs> like, key. yeah, it was like jingle jangle. Is, is Santa's sleigh yeah. landing right here in P Town? And then no, it's just his cock and balls. But they must get hot too. In the That's sun. what I thought. Like in this direct sunlight, but then I thought, you know what? He's got no sensation left. That's true. In that thing. Well, speaking of nudity, there are two guys that walk around San Francisco naked. Holding As hands. a political statement, I don't know. It's their thing. Do they and get? arrested or no, something? No, they don't, apparently. And it was freezing there. Freezing. Well, Very are they cold dick out naked or underwear? Dick out naked. Well, that's got to be against the law. I don't know. But I, I, we were riding. I was with Jamie and his friend that was taking huh. him to the airport, and we were in his car. And, and the guy was like, oh, you're going to see the two naked guys. And they're just oh, walking boy. down the street. They've got each other and no clothes. And a lid for every pot. A lid for every pot. Wow. So some about the nudity, yeah. But... um you know, they want to be free. Well, we need to wrap this up a little. Okay. Um, I will. Well, we've got lots of things to tease for next time. I yeah. got I got feedback from Russell Davies about my script. It's so exciting. And I'm starting an official newsletter that's like going to have a nice format instead Good. of this bullshit AOL Good. nightmare. And I'm going to see mummies today with a guy that I like. What do you mean mummies? I think there's a mummy exhibit. Oh. And we're going to go. Excellent. First outing together. And uh, I know his name, but how, who, what's the connection? I met him, his name's Angel. Um, I met him at a birthday brunch for a friend's dog. And uh, we had a nice chat. Wait a minute. The dog was not having a birthday party. The birthday was, yeah. It was was like, I know, right? That is so. You know what? They had croissants and muffins. (sighs) What's the, why do you need a. Reason. I guess anyway, that's just not a reason. But I, th- I think it was just a fun thing to do, and so um, he was there, and he works for a film production company, so he reads a lot of scripts, and hmm. he's just into movies and stuff like that. And um, so we'll see. Well, that's yeah, awesome, and I we'll also want the update on your bl- date with the black man. Yeah, that's not, it. Just fizzled. I think so. I wasn't that like neither of us really contacted. All right, that's okay though. It was a yeah. nice date. I don't think it was a match. Um, so there's that. All, All right. right. We can wrap I up. I have a hot P-Town boyfriend. Who is it? What's going on? really crazy about, and I'll probably never see again, but who is a complete delight and just 
if lived in Los Angeles, I would be like, I'm falling in love. But you know, so you can't you really go back. Does he live there? He lives in Boston, right? And he works in education, and is doing a show that is only on Tuesday nights in P Town. Right. But it opened the day I left, so I didn't get to see it. Um, and it's called The Gulls, and it's like a gay, funny take on the birds. And they do one of these every summer. Last year they did Willy Wanker and the Hershey Highway or something, right. and and um and it's like uh, Varla Jean is like the star, I think of it. Um. And like it's all these really hilarious performers do this just on Tuesday night, um, and they, it sounds great. And, when did you meet him in your week? Uh, he came to the show, and then I think he came Tuesday or Wednesday night, and then the next night when I was flyering, talking to someone, he rode by on his bike and stopped and goes, I saw the show last night, and it's the funniest thing ever, and he's not just cute, he's actually hilariously funny. And I turned to the person that I was trying to get to buy a ticket and was like, okay, Here's a postcard, come or don't. And literally yeah. walked over to him, like, was like, uh, hi. And I just love that he kind of like made a bold move. And, you know, and then, yeah, we hung out so th- a so lot. So you met him early on. Yeah. Clearly. So we had, you know, and it wasn't like a cheesy sex thing. I mean, although we, I mean, we did ultimately have sex. Um, and it was really good. But um, did, did you have romantic time? By yeah, the water it was really like a lot of like walking <gasps> down the street. Did you sit in an Arandic chair? We, I, that's what I wanted for you. I know. We didn't do that exact. Yeah. We Something sat on a like work that. of art. Thank we you. went to like this little P-Town like art museum and yes. sat outside on a piece of art that we could also sit on and <sighs> talked and talked about our dreams. What's and his name? I don't want to say. Like he's just wonderful. What can we call his him? His name is Matt. But um, And he's just so handsome and like the most like tingle making way. Like just, How old is he? Uh, 37. Perfect. He looks a lot like Will Truman. He's very Will and Grace. Will. Nice. Um, and just so is he there funny the whole and summer smart, and just does like the so show smart on and cool and reads books but isn't like bullshitty highfalutin about it. And you know I don't read books. I know. But I just you should. And he was kind of irreverent and he came to the show like three times. He like brought some other people and was like I'm just I'm gonna come with them and. I was like, you don't have to keep sitting through the show. He's like, I know I love your show. And I love, he like would notice everything that was slightly different from night to night. And <gasps> like, he's like, yeah, I you know, he kind of was like, wow, stand up really kind of is like its own kind of like craft. Like I see that it's not pressing play and just doing your show. Like it really yeah. is made different for everyone. Like he really kind of appreciated some nuances. And do you have a picture of him? Yes. I want to see him. Um, and so he's just a delight, but whatever. We'll try to get him out to LA and yes. I don't know. Um, so yeah, it was re- people there were really game, nice. August twentieth through the twenty second. Oh wait, I don't that... know about this. Yeah, August twentieth through the twenty second. August twentieth to the twenty second. Is that okay. a weird? Does that throw a wrench I don't... in your wrench? No, I don't think so. I don't know. Unless you go to P town. Well, everybody, this was our little first yeah, uh, podcast much more. back. There's a, so much more to talk about. We'll be back in a couple of, of days with another one, so we won't make you wait like that a full long. yeah, you know. But we just wanted to get you back on that treadmill That's and right. be talking in your ears, and we really want to hear what you've been up to the past couple of weeks. So drop us an email at thecomedycouch at gmail dot com. Uh, you can also uh, find Dennis on Facebook, Dennis Hensley, yes. or me on Facebook, Tony Tripoli. Uh, thanks to everyone in the P Town community, and to David and Norma, and all the people that called when I did the the serious radio and stuff. I just, we have the best couch potatoes with the best fans ever. And you post such really nice things on our walls and it just, it's, we're touched and I appreciate it. So thank you. 
You're a new man. I'm not a new man. You're, I just you're impressible. Well, I think a lot of it is the. I think part of the sadness with the Eric thing is feeling like I would never. You sort of think I could never be excited about somebody again. Yes. And maybe this was a, in a way sort of proved no. There There's are a lot other, of really amazing yeah. people out there that can make you very excited again. And you know, I just it's just hard to find someone here in Los Angeles that I can yeah. be that excited about. Well, and also you were saying that the value system is different there. Like, it's you not don't about 20-year-olds. Yeah, so you feel like, oh, I'm okay. Yeah. People, yeah, people were like, yeah. oh my God, we love your gray hair. And, you know, we, we love men here. And you're we love that you're 40. There, and, and you, yes, you're enough. Like you're enough. Exactly. Whereas right. in LA, you constantly feel like you're not enough. So it's yeah. great. And But anyway, There's we love the podcast listeners. And we'll be All back right. in, another, in a couple days with another podcast called The Comedy Couch with Dennis Hensley and Tony Tripoli. Bye-bye. We love you for listening.